BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Listeners of The Awakened Soul, listen, I, it's been a while since we've nerded out and talked full comic book movie. Um, I, I, I can't remember when was the last time. I think the last time was maybe me and Coop talking Luke Cage. Oh, no, it was me and Bello talking Defenders. But luckily, I have both those fine young men here today to talk one special comic book movie. We got Gerald L. Cooper in the building making his return to The Awakened Soul after a few months. What's going on, Coop? I'm great. I'm happy to be here. I'm busting at the seams to talk about this movie. So let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> and then we have a voice that you very rarely get to hear on The Awakened. So, you know, I, I I know I keep him locked up. I only pull him. No, fuck it. I'm, I'm just lying. He's here all the time. That is the Andrew Bello is back at The Awakened. So what's going on, Bello? Not too much, man. I'm hoping you're not going to start charging me rent at some point. But yeah, no, I'm uh, yeah, I'm here and happy to talk about the MCU. Anything and everything is always wonderful with me. So, uh, yeah, like Coop said, let's do it. All right. So we are going to be talking full spoilers. So if you have not seen Thor Ragnarok yet, turn off the podcast, come back to it, fast forward, whatever you need to do. But if you don't want this movie spoiled for you then don't listen to this because we're not just going to briefly touch on them. I'm sure we're going to go full spoilers in almost every aspect of this movie over this uh, this review. Guys, let, let, let's bury the lead here. How awesome was Thor Ragnarok on your scale of, of awesomeness? Bello, you first. What, what, where did it rank for you? Oh, man, it was quite an experience. It was definitely like a minimum 8 out of 10 awesome, I feel like. But, you know, the recency bias always tends to, like, weigh heavy with these MCU-type things. But, yeah, no, I, I, I would consider it definitely top 10 MCU movies. I'm thinking, like, up in that, like, I don't know, 6, 7, 8 range, somewhere there, at least, per, you know, just off the top of my head. But, yeah, it, it was... It was a visual experience. It was it was great for the Thor character. It was great for the Loki character. There was a lot of like really cool things going on. And obviously this big build to Infinity War is like 
it, it, it's killing all of us. We can't friggin' wait for it. But they're doing their best to to hamper our you know our, our angst, I guess, or our anxiety towards it. But yeah, it was it was really really good. I can't wait to go see it again. Actually, yeah, absolutely. Coop, what about you, sir? It was the most fun I had in a movie in a long, long time. And uh, they they touched all the right tones for me. Um, I had a little bit of, and I'm, I'm sure we're going to get into it, I had a little bit of a um, settling in uh, a period with the comedy because it was so comedy heavy. Not And not that I, clearly it's not a bad thing because it was all very, very funny. Um, but they, they did a good job of having the comedy on top and some of the more emotional moments balancing that out. I, again, uh, Bellow hit it dead on visual overload. Almost. I was glad I didn't see it in 3d because I think my brain would have leaked out of my ears. Um, but it, it was gorgeous film, tremendous color. Um, just great, um, great design work so much. Oh God, I'm losing it. I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm nerding out way too yeah. early. Yeah, yeah, started. I was about to say you. Like, you, you, you can hear you, you can hear it, right? <laughs> yeah, oh the, yeah, the, yeah. The, you you the almost fell all the way down the rabbit hole there, I, all the way down the rabbit hole, brother. It's <laughs> yeah. happening. It, but the to Kirby, like that, that was so big to me. So much, so much great Kirby designs. Um, the one I'm 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 going long. Sorry. One of the first things I said to you guys was, and, and I and you mentioned it, Hazen. Um. One of the most recent, uh, one of the most uh, recent Awakened Souls. It's this is what it feels like to be in a comic book for for all of my friends out there who don't read comics. This is what it feels like to comic nerds every month. So there you go. And the thing that I want to start kind of start off with is I want to debunk the fact that I've and I've read a lot online um, about people complaining, saying that um, it was almost too comedic and they felt like it almost didn't feel like it was a true sequel to the other Thor movies. I've even read some people saying they consider this being a different Thor than the first two movies. And as far as the emotional beats of it, I had to watch it a second time to catch some of it myself. So I, I suggest, and I'm not saying pay for it twice. Just really the next time you watch it, really go into some of the lighthearted moments. I mean, the, the more sleight of hand moments. Um, for example, Thor, when he's in that elevator with Loki, and he told Loki, I've always thought the most of you. When you go back and look at that now, he was basically telling Loki, I know you're about to betray me, but I'm letting you know that I'm on to you. And of course, Loki didn't pick up on it because immediately when Loki, uh, when they get out the elevator and Loki turns his back on him, he's prepared. But Thor knows he, he's come to a point where he knows his brother as much as he does love him, as much as he does care for him. He knows his brother is gonna, is always out for him, and I think that that moment of Loki realizing, hey, my my brother just said he thought the the most of me, but he expected me to do the wrong thing. When when uh, Kor- Korg shows up and they ask about the ship, he could have easily hightailed it out of there. Now, I do think part of him leading that ship back to Asgard was more so like, hey, look at me, I can't do this. He's he, he Loki's always someone who wants attention. And uh, but I, I just think that some moment there's a lot of moments like that. There are very, like I said, sleight of hand that may be missed on the first watch. Andrew, what do you think about that? I'm totally one of those people you talked about who I thought it was a little too funny. I do. I think this is an, a, a different Thor, but in, in the best of ways. Like, I think it, this is the culmination of an evolution of a character that's been downplayed far too much. 
uh, amongst, you know, all the other heroes, particularly like in the Avengers movies, with the exception of the whole Chrysler building, bottlenecking, the whole thing. We don't really have the slightest idea of what Thor's true capabilities are up until Ragnarok starts up. Um, but I I thought it was a little too funny. Like, just thinking of all the heavy-ass things that are occurring during the course of this movie, you've got the death of the Hammer, the death of Odin, the potential extinction of Asgardians. Like, there, there was a lot of really deep shit that was going on here, and for them to kind of be like, ha-ha, funny Hulk Thor group therapy session in the middle of the thing, just, <laughs> it felt a little off. And I, I I'm by no means, like... It did it ruin the movie for me. It's you know it's up there as far as MCU movies go for me again. But it's it it just it could have used I don't know like when whenever I talk about the movies in general or MCU movies like I go to the Winter Soldier had like the perfect amount of levity and every time there was like a little joke it was just to kind of reset you for this next build of drama that was coming and I don't think I got that with Ragnarok. It, it felt like. Oh, that's sad. But I, I was laughing thirty seconds later and thirty seconds prior, so it really didn't hit as as heavy as it probably should have. Like Odin died. The the the, the, the hammer. The hammer should have felt like my heart was ripped out of my chest. And frankly, I kind of just thought it was cool in the moment. Like Hella was kind of cool, but we'll get to that. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. And the, go ahead. Go, go, go ahead. Well, I um, as I said earlier, I feel like it it actually did strike all the the right tones i i think they honestly i really think they tried to avoid the the superman issue of um of somebody so powerful being um you, you couldn't connect with this character you couldn't relate to him you 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 couldn't understand him and and part of that was the humor because it because it, there was always that from um from the first movie on, on to now um and and it's just ramped up that much more uh that much more ragnarok um odin didn't die odin odin moved on to his to to his to his next well, phase hold on hold on, hold on, the, hold on. the hammer coop was wait. was a go go yeah wait it wait just just hold off until you get too far in into odin we're we're, we're, we're gonna talk about odin completely because i have some theories yeah. there so just just hold on right. there um okay but i do want to mention uh the fact that before I forget, Bello, because um, I kind of want to go character by character and, and some story beats by some story beats. Now, um, as far as finally seeing Thor's move set, I mean, not move set, power set. I want, I want, I want to think and I want to believe based off what Odin told him is that the Molnir was a way for him to focus his power. Maybe Thor didn't even fully know the capabilities of his. Maybe he still doesn't know. We still just, have a yeah. chance. We still have a chance of. Maybe not until Infinity War when he's fighting Thanos, him not even realizing just how powerful he is. Hey, uh, Hayes, can I give you credit for pronouncing the hammer, the hammer's name correctly? Because <laughs> I've been reading comics for 30 years and I won't even attempt to, <laughs> to pronounce that the right way. Oh, well, yeah. thank, thank you. Thank <laughs> me. Like Greek and Norse mythology and, and all that, Thor, Hercules, both sides of that, I have in. My formative years, like once Xena and Hercules, the TV shows came out, I got all into that type of stuff. So, I, yeah, I'm not 
not trying to make myself seem like I'm a, I'm a, I have my doctorate in there at all, but I'm very used to love that type of um, mythology, Norse mythology and Greek mythology. But uh, yeah, Moner being destroyed. Let's let's talk about that because Moner is almost a character in of itself. Um, and like I said, piggybacking off of maybe Thor finally does have his power set in lock. Go ahead, Coop. I know I know you have so much built up to talk about this movie. What do you think about that? Is does Thor? Is there a chance that Thor? Is we haven't even seen the final version of Thor's powers. He's 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 not yet reached his uh. What, what's the, <laughs> oh my god. Um. I what, what I loved what I loved about the hammer being destroyed. Um. Was was that his reaching that that next level was primarily out of emotion. You know. Um. As as we were talking about earlier, balancing the, the humor and then some some of the more dramatic beats. Um. His his love for his father, his his missing his father, his everything that his father tried to teach him was you're 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 free of this. You're you're free of me. You're free to be the man that I've always wanted you to be. And I and I think that's um I think that's a that's a that was a cool way to get there. Um and and, and again to see him literally just go ape shit with his powers. That's something as a comic book guy, I want. I recognize that they can't always do that in film because most of the characters are are very, very depowered, um, p- particularly Thor. But to 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 see him again and not with um, not with the hammer, it's f- internal. It's from inside him. Uh, when he's, I hope I'm not going too deep into the film, but when he's, it's very late, and he's just cutting through hell is minions with his powers fucking awesome beautiful and, and and it's it's so visually gorgeous when he does it, it, it it's a, it was a great moment what about you bello yeah I, I i don't think that we've seen like the ultimate conclusion of, of how powerful he can be but i i thought there was a lot of like really good kind of increments that you got even in within this movie to to ramp it up because they really by by the end of the movie he's like infinitely more powerful than he was leaving dark world pretty much so uh, um i'm I'm looking at from the the beginning that whole scene there at the at the whole fight scene at the beginning not only is he just shredding through guys with with the hammer which uh, i won't try to pronounce its name either uh, <laughs> but he also seemed to have finally figured out like the perfect combat style with the hammer like he sees that dragon and he just drops the thing like inside its mouth it, it was like you know he had, he had become one with with the hammer in such a way. Then he loses it, and then that whole battle takes place with Hulk, which I don't want to get too heavy into. But you could you like I'm hearkening back to his battle with Hulk aboard, uh, you know their flying aircraft carrier that they have uh, back in like a, the first Avengers, and it was it's like night and day by the time the conclusion of this battle comes where. He was really struggling with Hulk the first time around, obviously in a different setting, but still, like, this time around, he you could just tell he was more prepared and then ultimately got to that next that next hump of, of the evolution of his powers by having to, essentially, because Hulk was going to maim him. But it, it, that, that was just amazing. Um, and, and then ultimately where he ends up, you know, obviously winning the day and, and doing all of his lightning shit, which is great. Um, and looks so cool too, especially in 3D. Coop, you should you should reconsider that. You should go back and see it in the 3D. Um, but yeah, I, I I think this was like a, a I don't even know a mega upgrade from from 
from just the even from the beginning of this movie to the end of it nonetheless the jump we took from the second Thor to the third one yeah I mean the, the thing is, is that if you look at his power slowly evolved over the course of this movie um, and, and that's what makes me think that he can take it up to another level it's kind of like when you're teaching a kid how to ride a bike and you and you stop holding the bike for them and they're dry, they're riding off by themselves and they don't know it till they turn around and see that you're standing still that's kind of what Moner was for Thor. He he still yeah. he still doesn't hasn't quite realized just what he can do um yet. But let let's move on. Let's talk about the other hero in um in this story. And that is the Hulk. Um we got a uh, not a fully intelligent Hulk, but way more, way smarter than what he's been depicted so far. Uh holding full conversation, whole sentences to see the relationship between him and Valkyrie. Um it it, it it, it, it was it, as a comic book reader it, it's really cool to finally see that on screen they've gotten hawk better and better every time he looks great i, I love that scene uh after the fight where he's sitting in the hot tub like I, I'm, I'm sitting there watching the movie and i'm like is that hawk back there and then he kind of moves around i'm like hawk's in the freaking hot tub hilarious scene I, I love the way that they got hawk here i'm coming back to you first on this one bello how'd you feel about the hawk and thor ragnarok yeah, it was interesting seeing the Hulk like actually be able to like carry on a conversation. But I guess by the time we we see Hulk, he's been he's been the Hulk for two years pretty much since I guess the end of the end of Ultron. Is that when we yeah. last saw Hulk? Oh my God! Yeah, it's it's been a while. But um, yeah, it, it it was very weird seeing him be civil like even that conversation as much as i didn't love necessarily the the level of levity it provided at the particular juncture in the movie um having having the two of them in that room just kind of like going back and forth like hulk like fire hulk like raging fire like all that stuff was just (laughs) all of it was so goofy and just it, it that's sort of what's lovable about hulk is that he's just a he's he's the ultimate like at least this is not from a comic book reader's perspective necessarily but just from the movies he's just he's just a massive child that could destroy anything and everything and really doesn't even know any better half the time but to just destroy things and to see him almost growing up uh in in a weird sort of way was very cool and the the little bit of stuff we got with with Banner too, I thought was great. Um, apparently, Asgard has like the exact same atmosphere as Earth because Banner didn't seem to be affected by any of it at all. I thought that was sort of weird. Uh, Asgard well, was flat too, which was interesting, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> well, I mean, ben- Banner is enhanced, and it's been proven that certain aspects of him, uh, i.e., the Hulk, show up when when they need him to. So maybe the Hulk was kind of keeping him alive. I don't know. That's just me trying to rationalize it like a like a comic book nerd I am. What about you, Coop? What do you think about the Hulk and, and what Bello left us with left us to think about? Well, um, Asgard's a realm. It's not like space exactly. Uh, oh, I, I feel myself getting super nervous right now. <laughs> like, but um, no, um, I, I again, I, I really felt like and, and you guys know me well enough. I, I don't laugh at anything. And I felt like all of this was so funny and joyous, and you know, it 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 was a it was his his brother from work almost, you know, the the, the guy who wasn't um, related to him by blood, and 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 you know, this is just the nature of their relationship. They do like each other quite a bit because um, they're both warriors, Hulk, in a, in a very different sense. So for them to to have like this sort of um, 
brotherly, playful, I punch you in the head, you punch me in the head uh, sort of thing was was just again just, just just a lot of fun and fun to see and I and I, I definitely like I I and, and you and I were talking about it Hayes the the idea of an articulate Hulk and where that could go and and those possibilities moving forward because you could completely um, dump that you know and and um, and never have to revisit it again or you could you, you could play with it further I mean you could you could take him into the in and they, they've done it once or twice in the books, but not very much. You can take it to that beast level where he's where he's a hundred percent banner intelligence with a hundred percent Hulk powers and abilities. So you know, there, there's a there's a lot that could be done there. Yeah, yeah, and the thing, and so there was to to go back to what Bello said earlier, and and there were two specific moments in this movie where I think that the it played up for the comedy aspect did bother me a little bit and one of those is the fact that earlier in the movie Banner said if he turned back to the Hulk he may never be able to to go back to being Banner again when that moment of him jumping out of that plane and deciding to turn into the Hulk I would have liked to see that that be a little heavier especially considering when he did just land on when he landed on the rainbow bridge yes it was played up for comedy but that as much as dead as he looked that could have been the death of Bruce Banner and Hulk rising to take over that body forever. Like that seriously, it, and I don't think it is, but that seriously could be the death of Bruce Banner. And it was played solely for comedy. And then of course the destruction of Asgard um, and Korg making that joke right after. I think, I think Chris, Chris Hemsworth played that, that scene. I think he, he, he carried that emotion of losing his, his home very well in his face, but them cutting immediately to core core crack, cracking that joke bothered me a little bit, but Bello, I, I heard you agree about the Hawk. What do you think about that? Yeah. And even the, the same thing, like you were saying about that scene, like him making that decision that, you know, this could be it for Bruce and it, it should have been handled with, with a little bit more seriousness. And then they just, like I look, I get how comedy works. There's a certain level of like you build the seriousness, and then boom, you hit him with the comedy spot. Like I, I, I'm not adverse to that concept, but I don't know. In that moment, with the big showdown between Hulk and the giant wolf that we've seen in the commercials, I'm like, that's that was something I was like looking forward to seeing. It, to it have been delivered in that way felt sort of, eh. and then the same thing with like you said the destruction of Asgard and Hulk going after what is it Surtur is that is his name I I can't even think of it but yeah. at the moment but yeah, he yeah. he's going now he's going after him he's oh big monster like oh come on man Asgard's in friggin ruins can we get a moment to be sad about this um, but yeah it just uh, it, it was one of those things like it, it was. It was a it was a touch too much. It's like you know when you you eat somebody's cooking, it's just like a little too salty. Otherwise, it would have been wonderful. Uh, that's that's what we got here, except for with comedy in lieu of sodium. <laughs> what do, what do you think about those two points, Coop? I, again, I I don't know. I I think I was having so much fun, man. I I I I think it was, I, and, and and for different reasons because I'm actually projecting into the future, um, and this wasn't a true Ragnarok um, from from a, a mythology point, you know, Ragnarok's the the death in quotes of of, of, of certain gods and a, a certain amount of resurrection. And they had that in the um, in the um, great, a great story in the books um, where Thor is the first one resurrected and he has to choose um, choose which gods are going to come back. Um, so I, I, I feel that 
Asgard is going to come back. Um, and 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 I, and, I, and I don't I don't know if they want to go in in a dramatic you know in a dramatic um, in a dramatic way. I, I think the the familial stuff was what they wanted to and, and, and they played it subtly. It was but it was all very beautiful. The familial stuff between Odin and Loki and and, and Thor was where they um they they kept the drama because the other stuff was too big it's it's like you, t- you take it right back to iron man um why why is tony not a real drunk why is he not a real alcoholic it's too heavy and that's me saying that like it's it's, it's well you say you say that but but winter soldier those heavy moments they got yes. very well so they're not afraid to go into the heaviness no, with, no, with I, the and that's just it. let me cut you off there I, I I would never say they were afraid because Winter Soldier. What I was just talking to my cousin about this. Every every movie that they do has they they get tone right. Where Cap is Cap's when we're going down a rabbit hole with this one, but but just to stay on point, Cap's films where he's the he's the soldier in the first one, he's the super spy in the second one, and somewhere along the line he's going to go full superhero. But it it. The, the humor is there, but it but it's much more measured because Cap has to be something a little bit different. You know what I mean? Like 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 where Thor, he he again, he started off um with a level of of comedy, but it's it's all it's still all growth. Um and, and there's a point I'm gonna make about eventually uh about him becoming Odin, where where he's he's becoming his father. He's he loses do you want me to say this now where he loses his eye? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can you can talk, but I, I mean, before before we get, I just want to make sure we're, we're staying on top of here because I mean, I, I know you're, you're you're where you're going into into the Thor character, but we're more so talking about the the heaviness right now of losing the banner. Like, I I get this isn't a true Ragnarok. I completely agree with you. It's it's mm-hmm. way darker storyline in the comics, but I'm talking about specific moments in this film, not even how they how they pertain to comic lore or anything like that. The, the the story of Banner in this cinematic universe, the fact of how they built it up, how he was in control of the Hawk by always staying angry. And it's gotten to a point to where it, it, they played up a scene that could be the death of this character, the Banner character. And it's completely comedic. Like it, it needed to be at least my part that needed to be the weight of that needed to be heavier. And I'm not sure that, that you really commented on that. I know where you're getting ready to go. And it's a good good point. We're going to get there. But what do you think about that aspect of it? I mean, it it. it is it are they going to do that i mean and that, and that, and that's really the question because if i i would agree if okay we look back on it, it's like you know you got you guys missed an opportunity to do something very impactful dramatically if they if they're not going there then they didn't true yeah. but but i mean this and i understand that but even if they don't go there they could have left it on the cliff like you could that that as many hooks as need to be in this movie, we still are what a year or plus away from Infinity War. We're not going to see the Hulk again. If you would have left that hanging, like Hulk is standing on the ship with Thor at the end of the movie, and he's still the Hulk. He hasn't returned back to Banner. If it would have been that question of, or even Thor saying, "We need to see what's going on with Hulk. Can we get Banner back? Like, can we use our technology? What can we do?" I just I wanted it to be more heaviness there to to leave that on on the 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 cliffhanger that they did really with that character and, and the thing is is that unless people really paid attention to that line you may not even know or realize that that may be the death of banner and, and for people who follow this movie series and who pay attention to that type of stuff i just thought it would have been better served to have it as a deeper moment 
No, uh, again, I, I if it's if they if they go there, then then yeah, then I'm I'm with you. If if they don't, then they they played it correctly. Uh, I mean, yeah. this 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 could have been this like the Hulk thing could have been Han Solo frozen Kryptonite. That's how they could have played that. But I I don't want to belabor that point and stay on that too much. Um, let let let's talk about before we get to Thor losing his eye. Let's get to Hella, Hella looking hella good. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, sir. yes, sir. Her arrival, the fact that her arrival could only come about by Odin's death, and I guess that maybe that's where we need to start. O- Odin choosing to tra- to move on to the next form of life because I don't. I, I'm with you, Coop. I think you made the point. I don't think he's dead per se, but whatever next form he went on to do. Um, and, and that bringing about, um, the, the return of Hela. And I love the fact that it came out because that scene was originally supposed to take place, um, in a alleyway in New York. I love the fact that they changed the scenery and they had this quieter moment with him and his sons. I, I would have liked a little bit more, but, um, the arrival of Hela was that w- w- and Hela's character in general, like her, her fight scenes firmly supplanted her as probably the most badass villain we've seen in the MCU yet. I still don't think she's dead. Um, Coop, me and you, I know we know about how Thanos courts death, literally. Um, so I don't think she's going to be gone, especially when you when you cast an actress as great as she is. Um, but I'm, I'm going to come to you first on this, Coop. Hella in this movie. Wasn't she hella good? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And it was like, you know, in... in, in First, first, I got to go headdress. Like, I know I know that there was somebody who's like, that's stupid. I don't even know what that is. Why is that thing all? I needed that outfit to be her. I needed that Kirby influence. And when they when, when I saw the promo for the first time, there was the um, it, it was from behind. And I couldn't have been more pleased. Kate, mother, fucking Blanchette. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. It was it was, and, and she's prone to this. It was a little over the top, the the, the performance, um, some of the line delivery, but it really fit. Um, and as and as as far as now, this is my you know Marvel's retcon the characters a bunch of times, and again, this is the films, not the books. But I don't ever remember her being um, in the family, so that that I thought was a, was, a, was an Whoa. interesting choice. Whoa, she's Loki's daughter in the comics. Yeah, uh-huh. I, yeah, it's it's like there's a there's so there's so many different um, versions that 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 I, because we we've got versions of her actually trying to mate with Thor, so so she can have this messiah. It's there there yeah there are, there are other versions. So I was slightly taken aback from the stuff that I've been reading. Um, but but it but it was fine. I, I didn't I didn't have an an, an issue with it. I, I thought it made it more personal. You know, I, I I thought having to you know having to again the familial ties is why for me, um, especially in, in in these films, Thor works. It, it's about family, and we we may not always like each other, but we love each other, and we're you know we're we're always going to have differences and everything. But in the end, we're always going to be there for each other. So no, she was um she was tremendous. I I I thought it was a great performance. Um I I I love the use of her power. There was something about knives, like she's something visceral about um like you didn't see a lot of straight up magic, but but she's like throwing these knives and it was something really 
um, tactile about her using that power. It was it, it was such a um, an, a great but unexpected um, an unexpected thing to do. Like it was, she was very physical. The the character and um, and and Kate Blanchett very physical in the role. I I really enjoyed her. What about you, Bella? I don't know, man. I mean, you said before she's probably one of, if not the most badass villains we've seen in the MCU so far. I'd go as far as to say she may have been too badass. I don't mean to be mm. like the naysayer on all this, but she was fucking awesome. Like to the point to where yeah. we're we're wrestling fans, there's there's no heat on her. Like there's there what am I supposed to be crying about the the hammer? That was awesome. Like I was like, whoa, even even knowing it was gonna happen because they ruined it in the trailers. Um but you know that that that's like a major spoiler to me. I, I know they gotta sell the movie, but don't these movies just fucking sell themselves at this point? Do they need to give away major plot points in the trailer? Anyway. Um but <laughs> um yeah, she was she was super powerful, super cool looking, witty, like uh, just had everything about her was really cool and in character like she was cast away by her father she never got to know her brothers like there was really there was almost reason to feel bad for her almost than other than the fact that she just burst on the scene was sort of happy to see odin was gone and then you know crushed the hammer murdered the shit out of everybody (laughs) yeah but even that it was just like she decimated like the entire asgardian military that's fucking cool like there's there's this, the and and uh, we we might run into that with Thanos and in, in Infinity War from some of the stuff we've seen in that trailer too but I don't know there needs to be there needs to be a reason for me to want to see the good guys beat you up and you not just maybe turn face and come back and just be one of the good guys you know that that I'm I'm sort of hoping like oh shit I hope they all just get along at the end of this cuz I want to see her fighting alongside the rest of the Avengers somewhere down the line but obviously that's not going to be the case um, but I, again, I just thought she was almost too cool. There was no real, she wasn't really a villain. Like there was, was very little that I, I really like disliked about her. Well, I mean, they, the, 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 what supplanted her as a villain is the fact that she killed the warriors three, um, which some people don't care about, but yeah, the way she, like I said, her fighting style, the way she murdered that whole army was, was just amazing. I have one issue with um hella and i don't know how many other people notice this but if you pay attention when she tears down the ceiling in in the throne room and it shows a picture of her sitting next to odin she was holding molnir which means that 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 the hammer used to be her hammer and i would have liked to see that played up like that that could have been a parallel use between her and thor um that they're both heir to odin um but I, I don't know. I, I I saw that and I immediately thought, oh, well, this is, is this going to come up? Is 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 that why she was able to destroy the hammer? Never touched on it again. Bothered me a little bit, but that's just me noticing shit again. Hey, before before you move on, are you going to go into the um the the possible? Um, uh, what, how do I want to say it? The connection or the how 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 Hella might connect with Thanos? Because it sounded like you were about to go there. I, I know where you're going, but for people who don't. So for anyone who doesn't know, um, the whole purpose of Thanos wanting the Infinity Gauntlet, um, yes, he does want to remake the universe in in a way that he sees fit, but it's more importantly so that he appears worthy to Mistress Death. Now, in the comics, Death is a completely different character from Hela, but we've seen Marvel move mythology around and all make make sense. So as her being the god of death, I came into this, the goddess of death. I came into this thinking, 
okay, this she's who Thanos is trying to court. Now, at least when she was in the throne room, she noticed that that one Infinity Gauntlet was a fake. She's been gone for thousands and thousands of years. I mean, Thor's thousands of years old, and he didn't even know that she that Hela was even in existence. So, does she know who Thanos is? That that's that. So I, I don't know how they're going to connect it in that way because she's been gone so long. But if they are going to use that parallel to the comics, you have to think that Hela has to be that. Bella, are you familiar with that at all? I'm I'm not actually. Yeah, not at all. It's one of one of the one of the luxuries of only knowing the MCU is that I don't have all these other storylines to try to keep track of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that and that that's part of the reason why I don't want to go too far into. It, but Coop, definitely touch on it because I know you you have something, Sandy. Do you think, like I said, with them ca- casting who they casted to play Hella, I just and and we didn't see a definitive death. Like we didn't see a body. We just saw so sort of uh sword come down on her so she could still be alive what do you what do you think about that um i i, I think it's a i think it's a great move because we don't know who thanos's minions are 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 going to be because he's not going to be able to just you know as badass as he's going to be you, you just don't see him doing it by himself and you you could extend his story um to to not just okay i want a typical Super villain. I want to rule the universe. I I I, I want to take over everything to something. You know, again, a little more with, with a little more depth and, and and something you can um stretch out a little bit. So her being the MCU's um death, so to speak, you could connect those two easily. And you know, again, the the familial ties. I've I've got to fight and kill my sister a second time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, true. There, there's a lot, lot to be said there. I mean, Thanos is having his uh his children in Infinity War that are kind of going to be his herald. So, um, we'll, we'll see how that plays into it. But to get back to this movie, um, we talked about Thor, we talked about Hela, uh, we talked about Hulk. We have to talk about Valkyrie and Tessa Thompson, whose stardom is on the rise. I love how she played out this character. Um, not yes. even bringing the lore into it. She's just such a strong actress. Actress, and and the way that she, um, the way that she uh, conveys stuff with just uh, like her body language. Like when she was drunk, she handled her whole, herself in a completely different way than when, than when she was sober. You you just you could see certain nicks that she has as an actress. And I'm and I'm going on record right now to say, um, Kevin Feige has said that. He's not afraid to have a woman, a female Thor, like that's been in the comics. In the comics, it was Jane Foster. I'm going on record right now. Chris Hemsworth steps away. Let's say he steps away to just be the king of Asgard. That's the story they use. Tessa Thompson's going to be the new Thor. But that, that, as far as taking over his powers as the god of thunder, that's what I'm thinking. Bello, your thoughts on Tessa Thompson? Yeah, uh, my first introduction to the character, I was really I mean, intrigued by the whole Valkyrie thing like all the, the 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 having an entire i guess legion of female warriors on asgard it's pretty cool screams screams a lot of like the amazonians to me like it, the parallels between kind of the mythology and with dc that evil you know segment of comics over there i guess um uh, but yeah <laughs> <laughs> um you know having having like the wonder woman thor kind of mythology origins are very parallel to me at least particularly in the movies um so so that kind of struck a chord with me i'm like all right so this is sort of like an mcu wonder woman ish uh at least that's how my mind immediately translated it but yeah the fact that she drinks like a fish and the that whole 
she's just smarter than everybody else, even if she just looks too drunk to even be fully aware of it, the way that he got Thor in the first place, uh, just, you know, picking off that whole gaggle of scavengers, essentially, or whoever they were. Um, but yeah, it, it was it, she. She was a really cool character. She definitely provided a nice little role here. And frankly, I didn't really know what she was going to contribute, knowing she was going to be in a lineup of Hulk, Thor, and Loki. Right. She fit right in. Like it, it didn't seem out of place at all. That's a, that's a great point because she she could have easily been just the pretty face kind of in the background. Um, I, I I agree with you. Hey, she's she's got a. Tessa Thompson has a confidence on screen that just, I mean, it just, it comes through, man. Um, I, I was looking at her and I was thinking about um, uh, Westworld and, and her character. I was like, man, she, she's just got some, I mean, she's, you know, great look and all of that stuff, but, but just the way she comes across on screen, it, it's like, she's, she's impressive. She, she's impressive. I, um, I, I really appreciated her performance overall. Love the love the scene, the um the uh, the flashback of of the Valkyries, you know, again, hella murdering the shit out of everybody. Um the this this army of of Pegasus riders just getting cut down. That was so incredibly well, I mean it was it was ninety percent um CGI, but you know, say it the way it is. It was so incredibly well shot, and and so dramatic, and it and it was such a for there to be so much going on in the film, and and so much we have to learn about characters. It was a great way for us to get to know. Okay, why is she drinking, and and and, and why is she out here? She's, you know, like most of us do. We 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 drink to forget. We're we're pushing all that stuff aside, and um and, and them sort of illustrating that in in, in such a gorgeous and brutal way i i appreciate it man that was um that w- it was a great scene and she she really pulled off a, a great performance and the man of thor that's a great call that's a that's 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 a wide open place i didn't even think about that that's an excellent call for rather than in the books it's jane foster but here to pass it on to her would be perfect if if it ever came to that yeah absolutely her her or sif which sif's career is taking off uh jamie alexander so who knows if she's gonna ever be back in the mcu but uh yeah valkyrie great character great character uh let's talk about this character bothered me some because korg is so much more of a badass in the comics now bello i know you don't have that former reference so this is the only version of the character you know but uh more reason for me to ask you korg was he too too goofy was he was he too much of an idiot like what what were your thoughts on korg leaving this movie honestly yeah all of that um if you subtracted korg from this movie altogether it might have removed the perfect amount of comedy and i might have just been fucking dandy with all of this um he really didn't contribute a whole lot to this as far as i was concerned there was already a lot of comedy with thor and with loki and with hulk and with the you know with with valkyrie or scrapper 142 or whatever we're calling her um, this was unnecessary. This was like an a completely additional, solely comical character thrown on top of an already borderline too funny movie. So, yeah, uh, honestly, if this if there's a more badass version of Korg out there, like I I wish desperately I got to see him. So what I will say um, is you probably need to watch the Planet Hawk animated movie 
And I don't know if you're too big into reading actual comics, but Korg is a legit badass. He's in and, and his matter of fact, his I forgot what they called him in the movie, but his little bug friend that he thought he killed at the end of the movie, equally a badass in the comics. He actually has a, 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 a final form where he just turns into this just monster and just wrecks house. So, yeah, both of those characters, I think, were a disservice as far as the comic book. Coop, I know, you know, the comic book side as well. What do you think about that? Coop? All right. We may have lost Cooper. Bella, you still with me? I am. No, okay. come here. Oh, okay. What was the question? I'm sorry. You dropped uh, him. Um, Korg. Um, Korg, as far as Korg being so much more of a badass in the comics, um, I was just asking you your thoughts on him in this movie and how he compared to the comic book. Uh, the, the, the World War Hulk um, stuff, I wasn't um, really that into. I, I started it and I, and I stopped, so I don't know too much about the character. Um, I, I did. I did feel like he was um, superfluous. I thought he was just unnecessary and another, a, a yet another, as you guys are saying, piece of comic relief. It it didn't it, it didn't bother me. But if um, he if his comedy was taken out, it I wouldn't have missed it. Or you know, I, I don't think it would have really altered the film at all. So you know, it, it wasn't a big deal to me one way or the other. Yeah, it feels like they dropped Putty Tang in this movie. That that's what I compare Korg to. But <laughs> last, <laughs> last character I want to talk about uh, specifically, Loki. Um, I, it feels like, and I think this, I have, I'm in two two forms of mind with this. Is that the story with Loki almost come full circle? Him him finally doing something good. Um, I loved. <laughs> I, I I love the interaction between him and his brother. Like it 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 feels like these two guys are brothers. They have such a chemistry after working together for seven years. They've been making movies together. They they've been in what? God, the three Thor movies, the Avengers movie, four movies together. Um, I'm sure he'll appear in Infinity War as well. Um, but I, I I think Loki is not long for this world. I think he definitely picked up the Cosmic Cube, um, the Tesseract. Oh, yeah. And 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 Thanos' ship appearing at the end of this movie because that is Thanos' ship in the end credit. I think I think Loki's done for. What do you think about? And, and I won't get into too much spoilers because the uh, Avengers trailer hasn't released officially yet. But um, yeah. What do you think about Loki? And do you think Loki is going to be the casualty in in Infinity War? Possibly. I don't know. I mean, this is one of those things where I do occasionally go online and see what some of the fan theories are based on some of the comics, I assume. Um, I think there's I think there's some role for for Loki in the future. I think Coop was mentioning some of Thanos's henchmen. Uh, I could see Loki kind of joining up with Thanos again. And uh, I, I believe there's a Mephisto type character role out there that I believe somebody I, I've read a couple different theories that maybe he could fill if that's not one of Thanos's henchmen. I completely misinterpreted what I was reading, but um, yeah, I, I, I could see him doing almost like a like they did with Magneto in that horrible Apocalypse X Men movie. Uh, have him join up with the even bigger, darker force and be sort of a henchman underneath him, but. The, the the evolution of Loki to me is hysterical because there really is no evolution to Loki at all points in time. Loki is always one step away from just stabbing you in the back, and everyone knows it. But he they just kind of keep him around. I don't know, maybe it's because he's charming. Uh, but the, the even the the big thing was his relationship with Thor here, and the fact that they kind of just grew to accept one another. Uh, I thought that was really the big evolution for Loki, if there was one. But the character has pretty much always been the same. He's always trying to do 
some sketchy stuff. He always ends up over his head and he's always like in a moment of crisis. Uh, and, and sometimes he makes the right decision, but it's just, it, 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 it's so funny to me. That character has just been, it's, it's been pretty constant from, from the jump and it's consistently awesome. Like every time, every time he's in any of these scenes, it's really, he's funny, he's witty. You, he, he's just got that look in his eye. Like even when he's being serious, you can never take him seriously because you have, he's, he's the God of mischief. You, you have no idea what he's really thinking. And, and the, so your point of Loki possibly being a henchman. The only reason why I don't, I'm not leaning towards that is because like I said, Thanos is bringing his children, his heralds. He doesn't need really any more henchmen. And at the end of well, in infinity war specifically, uh, um, um, Thanos's henchman, I forgot his name at this point said that, that Thanos was going to kill him if he did not seal the deal, which he did not do. And he's avoided, prosecution or avoided thanos being after Ooh. him for years for that so it, it's so much storyline into why thanos is thanos would show up immediately especially since we're considering we're, we're right now taking it as fact that 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 loki does have the tesseract he's going to show up take the tesseract kill loki for already pissing him off in in avengers and that's what's going to motivate thor i finally got my brother back he feels he got his brother back thanos took him away is is and he could possibly blow up the ship and kill all the asgardians which i don't think i don't think he's going to blow up the ship because hawks on that ship and he wouldn't survive if the ship got blown up but uh yeah it, it's I, I just think that there's so much character motivation for why like i said and i keep my my whole theory is is uh thor's going to kick it up another level in infinity war that could be what he taps into emotionally this time on top of losing his father that just takes his power set to the next level. Coop, I know you fell out. I pretty much caught you up on, with everything I just said. What do you think about Loki possibly being the casualty in Infinity War? It's 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 possible. You know, it's it, it, it's very possible um, to to begin to motivate Thor emotionally. Um, it could it could also go the other way where you know the the guy who caused all of this you know we don't we don't really get the avengers without him um that that he saves everybody and like nobody and nobody wants to hear that or or anything but but he he's going he's going to have another um sort of heroic moment before if if he does go but i i, I do feel like um like like he's he's still you know like Bella said he, he kind of is always over his head and um, at at some point he's I don't think he can help himself you know and 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 that and that again ties back to not feeling um, not feeling accepted and not feeling a a, a part um, it's like you know again Thor I love you but I hate your face you know um, the the and, and just to cut back a little bit because I, I don't I don't want this is something I definitely don't want to get lost because again there is so much comedy. Tom Hiddleston does such amazing subtle stuff with his acting, amazing subtle stuff with his face. When it's Thor and Odin and Loki and they're um in the, the meadow or whatever you want to call it. And you know Odin's like my my sons. He's 13 years old. He's he's he he's laid low. He's in front of his dad, who he's got all of these issues with the 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 lies, the 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 secrets. But 
it's still my dad and they were all family in that moment and and and, and you can tell he was he was he was a little kid you know the 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 reverence the respect the fear it was all there in his eyes and in, in, in his body language you know like again you take you take it back to we talk about the evolution of the character Bella's exactly right there isn't any it's it's all all of his craziness is a, is a facade um in dark world where he is in jail and it all looks fine after he's you know lost his mother and when the facade goes away he's broken because this still means as crazy as i am it still means something to me as as as, as much wrong as i do this this all you all count to me and that and that's that's something that hiddleston really subtly oh, brings yeah. out um, yep. in, in his act and i and i really think they did a, um, an excellent job with all of that absolutely and and it's it's some of the scenes that have come well not scenes but some of the the leaks that have come out that um in infinity war they've actually been filming flashback scenes all the way back to the first avengers movie when he had that mouth thing on and they were getting ready to teleport back to asgard so uh, loki's gonna play into infinity war in a big way uh whatever way that is so um i definitely look forward to what can be the swan song for a lot of these characters i mean as much as we like to think and as successful as this um cinematic universe has been actors get bored in roles and these guys have been playing these roles for a long time i think a lot of the old guard of these avengers are just not going to re-sign their contracts everyone's contract is up at the end of um infinity war 2 whatever whatever that's called and for tom hiddleston his acting career is taking off more i mean he was almost an unknown before thor chris hemsworth i almost think he's going to come back only because everything he does outside of thor has been almost a complete and utter failure um <laughs> it, it has like i'm just being straight up um and, and there's like other Hel- hemsworths out there that that people can hire too that. like they can- <laughs> exactly exactly so i mean um, we'll we'll see, and it, it's we'll definitely all talk about it again. But uh, let's let's get into just the ending and what where everyone is left at before we get into Infinity War. Thor has lost an eye as Hela cut it out, so he's now rocking an eye patch, looking very much like the King of Asgard. He should be. Uh, Hawk is in tow. Loki's in tow. Korg, for whatever that worth, is also in tow. Um, and I like to think, and all Asgardians on the ship, we know that at least a scene from Avengers that that has come out is Thor floating in space by himself with the Guardians of the Galaxy pick him up. Um, so just as as this being the last time we see these characters before Infinity War, what do you expect um, to come out of this? Do you think the Asgardians make it to Earth? How and, and did this set the excitement level for you for Infinity War, Coop? Where are you at on your excitement for Infinity War? Um, pre- pretty, pretty high, and it and it it always has been. Um, I I'm I'm one of the few people who look back at Avengers one, and I, and I when I take my my geek thrill out of it, it's it's just a good movie. It's not the greatest thing that that we've ever seen, but as a as a total product, the MCU is it, it's it's everything I could have ever wanted. It's everything I could have ever wanted. Um, so I mean, down to Ant Man, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like this is this is this is when I, I was fourteen and you know in, in high school. They're never going to make a Spider Man movie. They're never going to make an X Men movie, and they're doing it, and it's beautiful. Like forget you know um, okay how how great this movie was and how well it ended and how they're connecting it to to you know like directly connecting it to some other some other stuff. 
this is they've done everything bar, barring personal preference, you know, because because we do have our, our biases and everything. Barring personal preference, they've done everything well. They've done everything has been of a certain quality. The planning's been excellent. Every time you see these characters in these films, they look better. The, the, the stories progress beautifully. It all connects beautiful. And to to get um to get a comic book event, and, and I'm and Hayes knows specifically what I'm talking about, to get a comic book event on screen with all of these characters at the same time, like I I I don't know what to do with myself right now. I'm like emotionally beside myself thinking about what's going to happen. Yeah. What about you, Bello? I'm just hoping that the Asgardians not only make it to Earth, but like settle in a small town somewhere together. And it's just like, it's like Asgard, Kansas. Oh my like, God. You don't know what you just said. You know, there's an actual story. The story that I mentioned earlier where that exact. <laughs> and it's Sam. funny that you would say Kansas. It's funny you would say Kansas. Is it Kansas? No, but it's Omaha. No, it's Omaha. I think. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's Omaha. Yes. But I, I, I Kansas because of the Superman parallels. I figured that would just be a nice home for him. They can well, just kind of poke fun I, at it all the time. I hope they make a home. I hope they make it to that small city in New Mexico that the first Thor movie was set in. Like that's oh, just where yeah. Thor goes back yeah. to. That would yeah. just bring it all home. Um. But uh, yeah, I I can't be any more excited for Infinity War. <sighs> we still got what one more movie? We got Black Panther and then Infinity War. So we're we're in yeah. for some we're in for some and fire it, here. It feels like Black Panther's going to be very removed. Like it, it, it's not. I I feel like nothing that we saw here is going to touch anything that goes on in Black Panther. Like we might get a little bit of crossover in like the Stark realm. Maybe I'm thinking just because there's like the whole government is going over there and all that kind of thing. From what I could tell from all the commercials, but some of the too. What was that? I'm sorry. Some some of the tech uh, the tech aspects as well. It, exactly, but like yeah, it doesn't look like like I mean from what we were kind of assuming that little bit of Thor floating out in space, like it looks like Ragnarok's leaving off, and we're not going to see any of those characters or hear from any of that again until until Infinity War. So it'll be kind of cool to see what if anything they tie in the Black Panther. If if anything was was really lacking from Ragnarok, it was a touch more Stephen Strange because that that moment was just <laughs> like. He was oh. so good in those two minutes or whatever it was. I could have needed so much more of that. The thing is, is I think maybe not Infinity War, but Infinity War Part Two, whatever they end up calling it. I think that's going to firmly supplant Doctor Strange uh, uh, as the new leader of the Avengers because he's going to have to lead that second generation when these older actors go away. But go ahead, Bella. Oh no, I, I lost you for a second. But yeah, no, I could, I could definitely see Strange be uh, like a focal point. I, I don't think we've seen the leader of the new Avengers yet. I, I think that's ultimately going to end up being Captain Marvel if I'm not uh, just completely out of left field. But just based on everything I'm hearing about how strong they're going to make her when she comes yeah. in, she's going to have. And to I be have the a theory for that. Yeah, that's not that's not you, out of left field. She she's led um, a bunch of Avengers teams, yeah, so that's yeah. far from out of left field. There you go. Here, here's my theory for captain marvel and then we'll we'll kind of get ready to wrap up um i think captain marvel is either in has but she's going to be wrapped into the soul stone thing and here's why i, I think is that is it only one stone we're missing now or is it still two it's just one now right? it's just the one yeah so a her storyline is going to be set back in the day it's going to involve the scroll so there's a space aspect but the thing Ooh. is is they have to they have to explain why and where she's been in the, I mean she's going to show up the same age I think we're going to link back to Thanos has been on 
Earth before, and maybe, just maybe, he's he's run into Captain Marvel. That's just right now, without much more information to go off of. Bella, I know me and you've talked. Heimdall having or being the Soul Stone makes just as much sense, but I think they have to tie Captain Marvel into this overall story because she's going to be a big part of the second Infinity War movie as well. She's not going to be in the first one unless it's like a post-credit scene, but they have to tie her back into why she's in this fight other than her just waking up and then just saying hey come fight this this thing with us but i think that's how they're going to tie it in and her whole storyline is all based in space and intertwined with the scrolls and everything else what do you guys think about that i i thought i heard that basically she's going to have a lot to do she's going to be tied in somehow weirdly enough with ant-man and the in the quantum realm and that's somehow how she re-emerge how she emerges back into i guess what is current day space and time whatever that may be uh but yeah that 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 that's something that i've been hearing anyway at least the you know the the goings on 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 marvel studios on reddit or whatever the case may be so take that with a grain of salt but um i'm i was a big fan of ant-man and i i feel i feel like of all the things that we get a lot of in the mcu we haven't gotten a lot of him so I wouldn't mind having a major character tied in uh, with the Ant-Man franchise by any means. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, and Paul Rudd's amazing. Paul Rudd's yeah. utterly oh, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Coop, I know you fell out. You're back in again. What do you think about Captain Marvel? My, I hope you heard most of my theory on Captain Marvel. What do you think about that? How do you think she's going to tie back I in? Heard, I heard nothing. I heard nothing. But oh. you want to talk about being excited. Scrolls? <laughs> like, oh, like, this is like Nerdvana, man. Like, this is... This is what you want. These are, um, I mean, they're, they're shape shifting, uh, uh, alien. So there's so much visual cool stuff that that could be done with these. When I and I, and I think um, I, I'm not I'm not sure, but I think I think it was one of um, one of our little our little pod wrestling family that um, that mentioned the scrolls. It might have been you, Hayes. And I was I was just in heaven. Like that's something that um, I never thought I'd get. And even with the Marvel, um, Marvel uh, Fox uh, conundrum of, of what characters are where and who owns what, I, I, I thought that, you know, because of that, I'd never get it um, because they're Fantastic Four villains more than anything else. Well, so, that may be going away. But let's, right? let's not get into that. Yes. Let's not because oh, that, that yes. will go down the rabbit hole. No. But that may not be an issue going forward. No, no. OK, I'm, I'm kidding. Sorry, uh, we'll leave. <laughs> I just want I just want to see Deadpool swearing around Cap all the time. That's, That's not all I want to see. Oh God! <laughs> the, the, oh, wait, God. Honestly, here, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I have to oh. say this: I the one character I hope Marvel does not get back is Deadpool, strictly yeah, because there's no way we're gonna get the awesomeness that was right. Deadpool and all that curse. Yeah. There's no way. Um, yeah. So. What but, if Stark builds him a suit where it censors him? <laughs> I just, I just want to see That's all I would want. Go right there. The one scene I would want to be because you remember in the in the in Avengers two where uh, Cap kept lecturing Tony about his language. I just yeah. need to see that that scene with Captain America and Daredevil and him being like, "Hey, language!" and Daredevil yeah. being like, "Who the do you think you are?" and they they'll bleep it out. <laughs> I got, I got, I got, a, I got a question. Since we're on the topic, but not on the topic. What if if you could have a and we may have talked about this. I've been talking about this so much lately. If you could have one Fox character do a do what we we in wrestling terms call a run in <laughs> on, on, on an MCU movie, who would it be? Wolverine easily. OK, Bella. 
Yeah, if it if it was one, it would probably be have to have to be Wolverine for me too. I I just like I have to see the cinematic version of the claws hitting the shield and yes. whatever the hell happens. So yeah, yeah, that for that alone, that would be awesome. I was at, my initial thought was Doom, but he's too big a character, and and it, and it's 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 just so many those fantastic. I can't wait to get those fantastic. If it happens, can't wait to get those Fantastic Four villains in there. All right, fellas, we went on. I think we touched on almost everything possible here. Coop, tell the people where they can find you. Gerald L. Cooper on all social media. I also do a little show called The Hour of Honor on the WWPN. So check me out. Bello, and if you're you, not already infamous enough. I am infamous <laughs> aplenty. Uh, you could find me and my little wrestling ditty over at the Wrestling World Podcast Network on Twitter at WWPN Bello. And for a uh, mostly political chatter actually marvel stuff let's keep it on the wrestling side we'll go with like the the fiction comedy aspect over there the more serious things at the andrew bellow t-h-e-a-n-d-r-e-w-b-e-l-l-o all right fellas thank you for joining me for this ah we'll be back i'm sure that we're, we're pretty much the the comic conversation trio right here i'm sure we'll be back for black panther and infinity war let's and, go and we got the league next week we got the league next week we do, and I am really not excited for this movie at all, but I am going to see it just, so because, just because it's the lead. Gal Gadot, though. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>